welcome to the recurring episode of Life Almost Without Me for the date of September 13th, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, I lost this weekend at my jiu-jitsu tournament, and uh, I'm going to run you through it. I showed up to watch and support my friends a little earlier into the day, you know, just supporting my friends that were competing at earlier times, and uh, everyone did great. Lonnie's second tournament in a row that his opponent doesn't show up. Uh, my boy Alex won his first, his, 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 well, he only had one match, but he won it, and it's his first tournament. I, I didn't get to watch it, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I, so I'm in my staging area, so l- let me just run by what happened in the tournament. I'm in, I'm in the staging area, which is basically just like a secluded area that, like, you basically you check in and it's almost time for you to compete. It's almost your turn to roll. And I'm listening to my pre-made playlist and I'm warming up. I'm running back and forth, doing some squats, a little bit of some, some push-ups. I think I even did a cartwheel at one point. Like I, I was just really amped up. Uh, that flip that switch, that the question I had earlier about if I was going to be ready, it, it, it happened. I was ready. And uh, I, I didn't feel like the nice guy. I, I I showed up. Um, I'm feeling pretty great. Then we walk out to the mats together. It's kind of cool. Not gonna lie. And I'm not even really worried about like the weight difference. I'm a little more concerned about how tall <laughs> one of the guys was. And just like that, I'm on the mat first match with another dude. There's a referee. They call us out. We shake hands. We bump fist. And uh, this is the part that I felt like I was kind of in a tunnel vision. And in my head, I heard, you know, don't don't let him take you down. It's the beginning part. And uh, immediately, we almost went off the mat immediately. And then uh, the first thing I thought after that was, hmm, well, this dude's strong. And then uh, we reset in the middle we tie up some, and then he shoots in for a single leg. I sprawl, and I'm feeling good about it. And I, I'm feeling like I got this. But, you know, in hindsight, I probably didn't sprawl even remotely as hard as I thought I was. And uh, eventually, he cut the corner. I ended up on my back. Two points for him. He's in side control. I bridge and get to half guard. He slides out and crushes me again into side control. And I look at the clock because it just so happened to be kind of in my peripheral. And it's been roughly two minutes already. He's inside control and I cannot breathe. I don't know why I can't breathe. I don't feel like he was that heavy. So now the next war starts. And I hear my coach telling me instructions. And I hear it pretty clear. But I honestly, I feel frozen. I can't breathe. The voice in my head is, is screaming. Just quit. And the instructions are still coming in. And, and, and I mean it when I say quit. Like it was as prevalent as breathing air right now. Everything I've thought negatively about myself was right there. I'm not good enough. Tap and just walk on out of here, get in the car and drive home. What were you even thinking? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And three more minutes of this. That's it. That's all it's going to really be. It's a five-minute fucking match. It's easy. 
And I hear Coach Steve telling me the directions, and I'm, and I'm getting desperate for air, like panicky. I actually feel the panic set in. I bridge the incorrect way because I thought maybe I can just get a second of air, and it didn't work. And then again, I'm still inside control. The pressure's there. And I'm thinking, am I going to tap to just fucking pressure? This, he didn't even have that crazy cranial control. Another two minutes. And, uh, and it, for some reason, it just, I don't know. After a few more seconds, what probably felt like an eternity, I started thinking, uh, it's only two more minutes. And if I can just make it to the end, of the, to the bell, I'll be all right. So now the win, the, to me to win, it felt like it, it was just not quitting. And I really wanted to just, I, I fell over my head. But you know what? The man hasn't thrown any submission attempts. I start to feel like we're fine here. I'm obviously breathing. Something's up. And... And before you know it, the match is over. I looked out at my family. You know, they raised his hand. Uh, but I, I really wasn't looking. Like, I, I don't remember seeing him, anyone. I just felt pretty defeated. Like, I'm not going to lie. It, that's what it felt like. And uh, I walked back to the judge's table, and they said, Hugo, there's some, uh, some lady said, Hugo. You will be going next match. You have five minutes to recover. And without thinking, I was just like, let's bring it. Let's bring it, lady. And because I know my other opponent is right there waiting. He just saw me go. And now he's going to go against me. And, you know, I sat down, just lost in my head. I got a glimpse of my buddy Alex's match. He was on top side control and was up on points. And again, I'm back on the mats against a giant of a man. The guy was like 6'3", maybe even taller. Uh, not that that really matters. We locked up. He had his grips. I had my grips. And uh, I tripped. I don't know if it was forced by him. It probably was. And next thing you know, I'm back again in half guard. Round two. And, you know, I felt better this round. Not going to lie. I, I really did. Like, on the bottom, like, there was much more space. I didn't feel pressure. And, uh, again, he got cranial control. And as he put me into, like, a guillotine, he started cranking. And to relieve pressure, I released my half guard, and he got to mount. Eventually tapped me out from the, from the mount. Lost the second match. <sighs> I got to tell you, the disappointment that I was feeling right then and there was immeasurable. So then, uh, you know, it's over. Get some pictures and uh, get to, you know, hug some friends, family members that came to see me. And uh, everyone kind of disperses. I smoked a little weed in the parking lot with some of the other friends. And then I went home with my family my son was <laughs> my son was uh, pretty pretty funny about all the matches because 
sometimes when you roll, you know, they, the way they distinguish who's who is one person wears like a red belt and the other person wears his belt. It's red versus blue. Um, and when the judge or the referee says, you know, two points for red, they know who's being basically just to distinguish who's who. And my son saw the red belt and a red belt's basically like a 40 year black belt. And, uh, so my son's like, well, he's not going to win. It's a black, it's a red belt. And he walked away and just went and sat in the bleachers and played on his tablet. Didn't even watch. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, but my wife was super supportive. Like everything you would want from anyone that you love when they support you. Um, but honestly, I, I kept feeling super upset about my performance. To, to, to quote GSP, I'm not impressed by your performance. So a couple hours pass, I'm relaxing in my garage, and I'm thinking about the day and, and the obsession with wanting to get better is all I can even think about. And, and then I'm like, I get to do this in another week for another tournament? I get to do this. I, I, I choose to do this. As hard as it all was, the victory started creeping in. Even though I lost, I started feeling like I, I can do this shit. I made it. I didn't die. I didn't get tapped. It was, it was fine. I, I was exhausted. The adrenaline dump, all that shit happened. But I made it. And I, I told myself in April of this year that I was going to start doing this. And, and that's exactly what I'm fucking doing. I didn't start jujitsu for five days and quit. I gave it my best, and, and I'm going to make sure I learn from this. And, and I started seeing the win and the defeat. I really did. I can, I can do this. I've been through so much in my life. It's always been how I react to it now. It doesn't matter that I'm sad. It doesn't matter that I feel life's fucked me over in so many ways. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter that I've been raped. And, and although none of those things are my fault, the way I react to it, that's on me and I'm fine. I'm healthy. I got a, a real dose of competition. And even though I lost, I made it. I stepped up and, and to be honest, I, I feel sorry now that I apologize for losing on Saturday. Cause I felt like I left, let people down, but now I feel sorry that I apologize for that because I fucking stepped up. And I can't wait to train again and again and again. I already went and trained today. And, and, and I felt so much better today than I did last week. And I'm going to get better. And I, I will continue to give it my best at every tournament, at every class that I go to. I was 23 pounds lighter than my opponents. And I couldn't give one fuck about that. There's no excuse. Just slap hands and fucking go. That's life. That's, it, it doesn't always go your way. Take a second to deal with that feeling. Stand back up. Get to it. The greats all have losses in life. But, but, but they come back every time. They're constantly game no matter what. And all in all, the message really is don't quit. And the thought of quitting, it was so strong in my head. I, I just wanted to stop. And, and, you know, I don't know where I'd be 
right now, if I did quit Saturday, I, I'd be so disappointed in myself. More so than just losing. More so than having that thought. I, it, it'd be impossible to show face at the gym. And I'm sure they would take me back. But quitting menta, that, that quitting mentality is not the same as tapping out and going again. So that, that, that was my first tournament since 2011. And it felt every bit of a first time. I trained twice already today. And that was, uh, that was by 1 p.m. There's a tropical storm, hurricane. I'm not entirely sure. I don't watch the news. It's coming. Literally. A hurricane is coming. And I, I, I still got to work in when I could. There's no days off. We just keep doing this. Um, yeah. All right. So, and now for the drugs with hugs segment. Psychedelics. Oh, those lovely little mushrooms. Tiny fungi. The mycelium. All right. So, check it out. When I was in the, like the lowest of lows, like kind of in between meds, the therapy was at the infancy. I, I was just starting, you know, all sorts of shit. I read somewhere that psychedelics were being used to treat all sorts of, you know, mental issues, psychedelics, illnesses, uh, and, you know, PTSD and shit. And I fucking hit up my weed dealer, and I was like, hey, you uh, know where I could find some, some of those nasty mushrooms that grow on, you know, cow shit? And next thing you know, I'm eating some mushrooms. I, I, I don't even like mushrooms like if there's mushrooms on pizza i just pick them off i hand them to lisa or my my son and they eat it it's not my thing i, I don't like it i don't like the consistency of it it's like spongy anyways so i ate it i washed it down real quick and i waited um at the time i i i sat around like in this kitchen living room area it was a weird house it was a one-bedroom apartment so my wife was sleeping in the room and i was just roaming the kitchen living room dining room area is really small and i'm just waiting for it to kick in i'm not sure what's gonna happen to be honest at the time at least i'd seen cartoons and all the other shit and propaganda about you know not to do drugs and all that so i'm listening to music it's probably been like an hour i've I've kind of forgotten that i'm waiting for this substance to kick in magic mushrooms and all of a sudden there was a dead flower that we had sitting on the counter. Like it had withered away and then kind of, you know, curled over and died. And it was gross looking, but we didn't throw it out yet. And uh, it started blooming right in front of my, right in front of of me. Like I'm talking like as alive and like, I, I don't, I don't know the correct words, but it was alive and it looked as bright and the flower open. It just, it was, it was the most beautiful thing I'd seen. And I, I remember this clear as day. It, 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 at the time it didn't even occur to me that it was the mushrooms. I was confused. Like I was really, really confused. And just like that, it died just as fast as it bloomed. And I, and I was confused then started blooming again and i looked around the pictures on the wall looked like the uh the the portraits 
in the Harry Potter in the Harry Potter movies at Hogwarts, it looked like they were kind of moving. It, it, it was it, it started it was kind of crazy to be honest. Like life was present everywhere in the room. If there was a blanket on the couch, it, it felt like it was flowing. <clears throat> I was blasting John Mayer in my ears. If anyone listens to the pot, they know I love John Mayer. It's uh, yeah, I've I've always enjoyed it. Um, and I couldn't stop but feel overwhelmingly connected to the universe, not Earth, the universe. It, it was totally bizarre. I turned the music to more like kind of ambient, more music without words. I just wanted to think because it felt like I had all the all the answers to my life, not just my life, every life, just life. And everything I had experienced, all my pains, they were so small, insignificant. I felt like I was on another planet looking at my problems that were on Earth, and it didn't even matter anymore. All I wanted to do was write down how life was just so beautiful. I wanted it to be the next morning so I could talk to my wife. I just never felt more alive, and all I had done was sit around and write, and write while listening to music. My mind, it felt enhanced with a flow of information I couldn't even really comprehend. And after a few hours, I finally fell asleep on the couch. And I woke up the next day, and it was like life would never feel the same for me. The hallucinations were gone. The pain felt so far away. Still around, but just, just so small. And I remember my wife telling me that I was pretty nice to be around all of a sudden. Like I wasn't being pessimistic. It's like I wanted to to be alive and experience things. And it really did open up something within me. At one point, I just wanted to hug a tree. (laughs) So yeah, I've partaken in some psychedelic experiences. And it's always been a pretty profound experience that leaves me with a lot to take away back into the normal state, we'll say. Like, shit, when I do it, I I write poems. I take out my guitar, and I sing for hours upon hours. Like, any song, rap, country, anything, acoustic. I'll I'll change them to be my own and just be as creative as I'd ever hoped to be. It's It's a wonderful little mushroom, very powerful. And uh, yeah, that's that was my first mushroom story, and I have a lot of them, so I'll share more stories of that in the future. Uh, so yeah, that that's the uh, drugs with hug segment, and my son is home. Hey, buddy, I'm in here. And uh, yeah, that's this week's episode. It's been a great weekend. Um, we get a new week to start over, and I pretty much can't help but be excited for the future. Uh, I will be. Pref- competing again next saturday and uh thank you for joining me on another episode of life almost without me i can't wait to talk to you again next week take care